Thanks for popping into Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm so honored that you have chosen to spend some time with me as we discuss this week's topic that might stretch us a bit, but just know you're not doing it alone. I'm right here with you, so one, two, three, let's jump. Um, Yeah, so I got food poisoning. You know, uh, in letting go, I believe I talked about my favorite restaurant, Panera Bread. And uh, recently we were by one. And so we stopped at one, a little date with me and my husband. And um, I don't know what I ate. And it's probably terrible to say like where I got food poisoning because now you're all going to be like, I'm not going there. But I only, this is the second time I've had food poisoning in my life and it's wicked. It's so bad Um, because it just like hits you so quickly. And that's why I was like, this is not like the flu or Corona. (laughs) It was just so quick and it's awful. And it just takes a little while to like bounce back after you get food poisoning. And so, um, of course, you know what, this is where I feel like people spy on you, like seriously. So I went to my exercise group, uh, with my friend Carmen and I was feeling better. So I went and I was telling her what happened and everything. I get home and I'm looking on my phone and, you know, like the news of the day or whatever. And I was looking for, um, like news on the hurricane, uh, Laurel, that's, I think it's called Laurel, that's kind of going through. And I, what, what do you think is the next news story? The next news story is the top five things you should not eat at Panera from a former employee. And guess what? One of the things I ate was on the list. Like, how does that happen? I swear they spy on you and your conversations. I believe it. Anyways, so I'm I'm feeling much better, but if you've ever had food poisoning, you know it's just a terrible experience and you would not wish it on anybody because it's just awful. And I was probably more irritated too because I actually had wanted to work on my podcast that night. Well, who knows what you would have gotten had I done a podcast while I had food poisoning. <laughs> That might have been actually pretty interesting, honestly. Um, So we're going to pick up where we left off um, because last week we were talking about friendship and I kind of got to the end and I told you, hey, I have way too much that I want to talk about. There's it's too big of a topic just to put into one podcast. I guess I could have talked for like another half an hour or whatever, but I felt to just kind of split it into two. And so um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to dive in maybe a little deeper um, this week on some things uh, in friendship. And um, yeah, so thanks for coming back if you listened to the first one. And if you didn't listen to the first one, go back, listen to the first one, (laughs) and then come listen to this one. Um, because that will probably help set the table. The first one sets the table a little bit more for for the second part. I'm sure we've all heard the saying, um, if you have one good friend, you are truly rich. Or you've heard it said, like, if you have one good friend, you are blessed. Or there's lots of 
different ones. I looked it up and it said like 10 different ways of saying it. But the bottom line is, if you have one, you're doing good. If you have more than one, you're doing awesome. And I would say then if it's based on like, you know, you're really rich if you have one, well, then I must be a multi-billionaire people because I have been blessed with some amazing friendships and uh, several people that I would count very, very close to me, know me really, really well. We actually, one of my friends, uh, Tammy, she gave me this um, like saying, and it's like, you know, you know too much about me to ever get rid of me or something along those lines, because some of my friends, we definitely know way too much about each other. So we're stuck with each other for life. But um, recently my daughter, Abby, uh, told us that one of her friends told her she couldn't have more than one best friend and that she had to choose who her best friend was. This basically, I think, happened because the one friend was jealous that the other one was being called her best friend. To me, like, you can have more than one best friend. But I remember when I was younger, like, if I said someone was my best friend, that was, like, your best friend. Like, you had one best friend. You couldn't really compliment comprehend having more than one best friend but um she said to me she was like why can't I have more than one they're all my best friends unfortunately jealousy is a side effect of a close friendship or multiple friends inside of a close friendship and we feel jealous like when someone is moving in on our friendship it like stirs up feelings that make us feel like our, our status is changing. Maybe we feel like we're like on a certain level in somebody's life. And when there's other friendships involved, which is often the case, there's, you know, a few people that are close to each other. But when we feel like maybe someone's moving up in one of our friends' lives, we feel like our, our, where we're at, maybe like we feel like we are at the top and then now that person's at the top and where are we? What's our position in that person's life? And I wish that I could tell you, like, I've never had those feelings, but that'd be a lie <laughs> because it is something I've struggled with. Um, and I hate that feeling. Uh, it's one of those things, like your mind tells you one thing, you know, like you aren't less important, you're just as important. And, but your emotions tell you a different story because listen, we're human and we tend to follow the emotions rather than follow the truth of the matter. Can I get an amen? Like, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and maybe I think nobody wants to admit this. Okay. I'm just going to be real and like real with you. We don't like to admit that we feel like uh, or ever struggle with the feeling of being less in someone's life than another friend. That just, it's, okay, I don't think we say it. I don't think we talk about it. I think we have the feelings and we have to work through them, but who really wants to admit it? It's one of those things I don't think we admit but I think we need to talk about and I think we need to address. And maybe because I have like been struggling with that, um, you know, that's why I'm talking about it. (laughs) 
that's what a podcast is for, right? <laughs> and um, I mean, the truth, the, the, this is the truth, okay? Like I said, like we, we struggle with our emotions and we don't really listen to what the truth is. And the truth is that everybody brings something specific to a relationship, to a friendship. Like some people, they every friendship fulfills something in your life. I, I believe I said this last week. Um, each of us are unique. We're, we're not the same. You can't compare, uh, you can't compare who you are to someone, to someone else, but we do, we do this people. Um, but it's like comparing, think about if we're comparing where we are in someone's life to someone else, it's like comparing apples to oranges. And let's face it, an apple is not an orange and an orange is not an apple. I do not put, (laughs) okay, I have oatmeal every morning. Like it's my standby. I love to cut up an apple and I put it in there and then I use this peanut butter called All American Butter. It is the cream of the crop of peanut butter. I love it. Maybe I'll take a picture. I'll share it with you because if you like peanut butter, they also have almond butter. For those of you who are allergic to peanut butter or don't eat peanut butter, um, seriously, it's the best peanut butter. I've hidden it from uh, my family. Elizabeth has come across it. Amanda has come across it. And then my husband just came across it. This is what's happening. Okay, it's totally gets sidetracked. My husband, like, I don't know if I've met someone who loves peanut butter more than my husband. Like, he eats peanut butter out of a bowl. Like he scoops it in a bowl and he eats it and that counts as a meal. So he found this peanut butter. Now it's kind of expensive, you know, like not expensive, but I mean, I use it, I ration it. So I use a teaspoon on my oatmeal. My husband was taking tablespoons of this peanut butter and eating it in a bowl. And I was like, that's a no-go. And he was like, I don't care what you have to spend. You can buy more peanut butter. And I was like, you're not going to eat my peanut butter. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) But when I put apples in my oatmeal, I don't put oranges because that doesn't go. But when I want an orange, I don't want an apple. But yet we compare our who we are, what we bring to the table to what someone else brings to the table. And when we don't feel like it measures up, like when someone prefers an apple over an orange for that meal, it it just stirs stuff up inside of us. And like I said, I'm being transparent about this because it's something that I have been struggling with and I'm using this podcast to work through it. <laughs> And, and it sucks. It, it sucks that I give in to my emotions. And when I hear something that like they're doing, okay. So if you have more than one friend in a friend group, okay. And again, I'm getting to the nitty gritty of it. Some of you are like, oh my goodness, she's talking about this. Yes, I'm talking about it because it's like, I want to process it for myself because I want to have better friendships. And I don't, Yeah, I'll get into that. So, but if you have friends and let's say one of your friends says, oh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da about your other friend. 
and you didn't know. Isn't there like a little moment, okay, let's just be real, in our mind where we're like, wait a second, I didn't know that. How does she know that? Why didn't she tell me? (laughs) Again, the emotions take over. And it's something that I personally am working on. Um, Because even even if it's not something to say, like you find out, like I did that podcast of feeling left out, you know, you find out they did something together and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, like, and I'm sure that's how people felt with me. So this is not like, oh, people have done this to me. I'm sure it's happened vice versa as well. So, but what it conjures up, the emotions that it brings up, the emotions take over what my mind is telling me. And I honestly, sadly, I'm, I'm quick to give into my emotions over what I know is truth. And it sucks. I don't, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, believe what I know is true over what my emotions are. And because being secure in a friendship is, is a battle sometimes. I have personally lost friends because they weren't secure in their place in my life. And so they opted out. It was, they were, they didn't feel like they were as important to me as someone else was. And I did not feel like that at all. Like literally, I had no feelings of like, oh, I like this person more. But what they were perceiving and what their emotions were telling them, it made them opt out of my life. And that was hard. That was a hard thing to to go through. And we talked about this last week. That's why I'm saying if you haven't listened to last week, you need to go listen to it because we talked about the enemy and how he stirs up stuff in our friendships. And I think this is one of the ways that he stirs up the pot because he preys on our insecurity. He feeds us lies that we aren't as important or we're not as valuable or they prefer apples over oranges or they prefer oranges over apples. And what do we do? (laughs) We believe the lie Satan says and it separates us from those friends. And And when it separates us from those friends, it kind of leaves us open for him to prey on us. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. When people get hurt in a friendship, they often can have the attitude of, I don't need friends. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you've been hurt in a friendship and your retaliation, your go-to, your safe spot is, I don't need friends because it hurts or it's left me feeling hurt or whatever, or you know people that have done that. But here's, here's what it says in the scripture. It says, two are better than one. Why? Because if one falls down, and let's face it, people, we all fall down. (laughs) That reminds me of Ring Around the Rosie. 
We all fall down. We do because that's life. We have times in our life where we fall down and it happens to all of us. So one can help the other one up. Who wants to fall down and have no one to help them get back up? I mean, that kind of would stink, right? Now, I want to take a second and just say, I want to preference this with, I'm not talking about um, like friendships that are bad for you, like getting rid of, sometimes there's, there's friendships that are not good for you. And so those friendships, when this stuff happens, um, you know, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking, am I making myself clear? Like I'm talking about if you have a good godly friendship and this kind of stuff happens, like it's, they're, those friendships are important in your life. And then there are friendships that, okay, let's, I've had friendship, a friendship that used to leave me feeling like horrible about myself. And they were kind of abusive in how they talked to me. And I didn't see it for a long, long time. And my husband would say, why do you let them talk to you like that? Like he saw it. He saw it all the time. He would ask me all the time, like, why are you friends with them? And I just would like kind of place myself back in that abusive friendship as far as like, how they treated me, they didn't respect me, they downed anything I said, they would dismiss my thoughts and feelings all the time. Like those friends in in the words of the Insing song need to go like bye bye bye. Like they're not worth investing in. You need to release them. You need to let go of them. Those kind of friendships like they're not uplifting. They're not adding to you as a person. You need to be like Bye, Felicia, because you are wasting your time and energy and nobody has time to invest in things that are not good for us, right? So, and if you fall down, guess what? Those are the kind of friends who just kind of look at you when you have fallen and they're like, oh, I told you so. Or or they're not quick to put their hand out and to help you up. They got something to say or they have conditions of how they're going to help you. So we don't need those kinds of friends. We're, we're not anything going forward. We're not talking about the friendships that we don't need to be investing in because they're not good for us. We're talking about the friendships that are worth investing in and are good for us. Okay. So now that we've established that, um, those kinds of, there are friendships that are worth fighting for. And guess what? just let's put it out there. Friendship, sometimes you have to fight for them. The good ones. I'm not talking about the bad ones. The good friendships. They're, they're these, most of the time friendship is not like a walk in the park and it's just going to be easy, breezy, beautiful. No, um, it's, it's, it takes work. And so let's talk about what happens when there is a breakdown in the friendship. Because sometimes we get hurt by someone and our reaction can be a one and done. Like, I'm over it. You hurt me. I'm not investing in this friendship anymore. But guess what? That's it. That's not what the Bible says about it. <laughs> in Colossians 3.13, it says, bear with each other 
and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgives you. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. So when a friend, a true friend, messes up, what is our response? Well, in the flesh, we're hurt, right? (laughs) We're like, hey, (laughs) I'm over this. Uh, Sometimes we have a thought, well, I guess we weren't as good friends as we thought, as I thought we were, right? But our response to the word should be, we are going to bear with each other, forgive each other, and love each other. So if we're supposed to bear with each other, forgive and love each other, that means forgiveness. And I've had to do this. (laughs) I recently had to ask for forgiveness from a friend from something that happened several years ago. And uh, at that time, she and her husband were going through divorce. And I'm going to be honest, I, you know, as I've been pretty honest with you guys, um, you know, when she was down, I was harsh. I I look back. Sometimes you look back at yourself and how you reacted or how you responded. And I, I was not a friend of love. I was a harsh friend. And because of that harshness, it closed the door um, to that friendship because I wasn't acting like I was supposed to act. And um, I haven't talked to her for years. And uh, recently, she actually listened to a podcast of mine and told me that she listened to it. And... It was like we started chatting and I just couldn't pick back up with her without asking for forgiveness. And you know when you're supposed, you know, the Holy Spirit is like, ask for forgiveness. Like every time I'd see her name, I'd like, ask for forgiveness. And then I'd be like, she probably is over, obviously she's over it because she's talking to me. And then the Spirit, Holy Spirit, ask her for forgiveness. And, you know, we've talked about for forgiveness is a lot about us. It's for us, not necessarily always for the other person. And so I finally, I was doing laundry and I just couldn't get away from it. And I was just like, okay. So I, and then there's, you know, the fear of, you know, asking for forgiveness is, are they going to accept it? Are, you know, maybe she forgot about it. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure she didn't because that was kind of, closed the door completely and we both knew it. Um, But she was so gracious with her response to me and even just being gracious of like, we aren't who we were then, you know, both of us were in different places and stuff like that. And so it was just, um, it's a beautiful thing when someone, uh, when you ask for forgiveness and then just as beautiful as when someone receives it so graciously and so kindly. And it's sad because I waited so long, you know, and that's on me. It's that, that's, I think we could have probably repaired that a long time ago, but, um, I just thought us, and you know, again, it's the enemy, you know, planting seeds of, you know, she doesn't want to hear from you. You were mean, you were harsh, you weren't loving. So why would she want to hear from you? You know, when it would come up in my mind just at different times, and, um, and that was enemy, and I, I took it, I took the bait, 
I listened to it and I thought, okay, yeah, she probably doesn't. And, you know, just kind of got to the point where I wasn't going to take the bait anymore and just felt like, all right. And we lost some years. We lost a lot of years actually. And that's, like I said, that's on me and you can't regain that, but you can move forward. And so, um, you know, don't let years go by. If there's a situation that you've wronged somebody, you know, ask for forgiveness. And if you've been wronged, be like her and be gracious and forgive. Um, I've had, so I've had to ask for forgiveness. And then I've also been in the situation uh, in the last year of being asked for, 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 for forgiveness. Apparently that's a hard word to say. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's hard to say. Um, and, and I will say, you know, when someone does ask you for forgiveness in a friendship, um, if we've been hurt by what's happened, which is usually the case, um, when that person asks, we can have this like moment of fear of opening ourselves back up to that person. And again, the enemy can prey on that and just be like, well, what if they hurt you again? So if you forgive them, you know, and they want to be back in your life, you know, what if that happens all over again? And I did, I had a moment, you know, I'm human, of where I was like, do I want to go down that road again? Because what if I get hurt again? And this is what comes to me and came to my mind is I've been forgiven. So how could I not extend that to someone else? And I'm so glad that I did because allowing that forgiveness to happen, um, you know, it's, it's brought the joy of that friendship back into my life. And God has rewarded me for asking for forgiveness and God has rewarded me for giving forgiveness. And, um, you know, when we've been hurt or burned in friendships, we don't want to sometimes open ourselves up to new friendships. I've heard people say that as well. Like, um, well, I've had bad ones. I'm not, not doing that again. It, it just kind of brought up the saying of that, you know, that they say, better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Well, I think that's true of friendship as well. The good outweighs the bad. So better to have had a friendship and lost it than to never have had a friendship at all. And I think that's true. And if I look at um, Proverbs 18, 24, it says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The fact is, if we want to have friends, you kind of have to put yourself out there. And yes, it's risky, but you will find someone who will stick and, you know, some that won't, but you will find that person, the right friend who you, when you find that right friend, you will gain someone who sticks closer than a brother. Now, sometimes uh, a lot of this has been on like what others do. And we can focus on how others have treated us in our friendships that sometimes we forget to look at ourselves. It's kind of like, okay, my husband and I do a lot of marriage counseling. And, you know, the couple come in and the husband will say, well, she does da 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 
And then, you know, the wife, well, he does da 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 And then my husband will say to the husband, but what are you doing? Well, she did it. No, what are you doing? Or he'll ask the wife, but what are you doing? Well, he's da 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 da. And I do this because he does this da 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 da. And it's like, you know, sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to look at ourselves and ask, what kind of friend are we? Like, you may be looking at how people have been a friend to you, but what kind of friend are you? Like, are we giving life to our friends? Are we lifting them up? Are we blessing them? Are we quick to ask for forgiveness when we've hurt and let them down? Are we sticking closer than a brother? Are we loving at all times? By the way, totally asking myself all these questions, just so if you're like, why is she asking me these questions? Guess what? I'm asking myself too. Um, I started off the first podcast on friendship telling you that I wanted a bosom friend and I prayed for one. And that didn't just happen when I was younger. I, as I got older, I prayed for friends too. Um, when we moved from, we lived in the city, we moved, uh, an hour North, (laughs) which people acted like we moved to another planet just an hour away, but they acted like we moved to another planet. And um, I was lonely. I had two little kids. Um, We didn't have any, our phone was not hooked up. We had no internet and no stores close to us. So I would drive 45 minutes to a Walmart because apparently there was one 25 minutes away, but I didn't know that because I didn't know the area. 45 minutes away, and I would literally walk around Walmart for hours. Like, I'd eat at the subway there, and then we'd walk around, then we'd stop and get a pop. <laughs> just And I was just like so hungry for friendship. I would walk by people and be like, I felt like uh, I would have this look on my face like, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? Oh, you know, they try to strike up conversations with people because I just felt so lonely. Paul was working. Um, He would get up before the kids uh, would get up and leave for work and didn't get home until after they got, they were in bed. So I was with the kids by myself with nobody, like felt like on my own little island. And so I just started to pray for a friend and we had found a church. There was a harvest party there. And I remember this couple, um, James and Elizabeth, and they were doing uh, one of the, the um, games. And we walked up and I was just like, I totally was like, she's going to be my friend. <laughs> and I just started talking to them. We ended up going to their house for dinner that next Sunday and became fast friends totally an answer to prayer. Well, then they had the bright idea to move a couple hours away, which was literally devastating because I was like, wait a second, Lord, I prayed for her and you gave her to me and we did everything together as, and not just, she wasn't just my friend. We were couples friends, which you know is like a super great blessing when both of you like each other. It's not just like the husband or just the wife. It's like both of you, that's like a bonus. And so, um, but then they moved and we would go visit them and have a great time, but it was harder. And to have that day-to-day friend, and I remember I was walking, I was pregnant with my third, 
um, kid and I was walking down the little dusty roads. We lived by Amish. <laughs> I mean, it's like the country we lived in. Um, and so again, my heart was just like, I need a friend that is close. And, um, this lady was driving down the street with her kids and she was like, uh, Hey, um, you know, I, we've met a long time ago and we live down around the corner and, you know, how are you feeling? I heard you're pregnant and blah, 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 blah. And we just like talked. I don't even know. Her name's Lisa and I don't even know how long we talked, but I know we talked for a while and fast friendship was formed. Like she lived down around the corner. So you can only imagine we were always at each other's houses and talked every morning. That was like, you know, after while getting kids breakfast, talked around the phone and like our hands would fall asleep from talking to each other so long and stuff. So I have been in this situation of, of praying for, uh, friends. And so if maybe you are lacking in friendship, because I've been there and I'm just going to encourage you to pray, pray for a friend and don't buy into this lie that you don't need one. Okay. Because that's not a lie. So who's, who's going to be there to pick you up when you fall down? Cause you will fall down. Who's going to be there. So pray for that person, pray for that life-giving person to come into your life and you'll know when God brings them. Because trust me, I knew every time that God brought that friend that I needed. And, you know, and when you get them, pray that you have a relationship like David and Jonathan. I want my friendships to be like David and Jonathan. You know, we talked about David and Jonathan in the last podcast. And uh, their friendship went beyond deep. It became a covenant. They were invested. And not just in the easy times. They weren't just like had this easy breezy, I already said that before, but you know, it applies here as well. They didn't have this easy breezy relationship um, and friendship, but when their friendship was put to the test is actually where the covenant came out of is, was in the hard times of their friendship. And that's the kind of friendships I want to have that in the hard times, that's where the covenant comes out. Um, They didn't write each other off when things got hard. No, they grew deeper into their relationship with each other. And actually in 1 Samuel 20, 42, it says, David says to Jonathan, the Lord is between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. That was their covenant that that they made for each other. And I don't know about you, but that's the kind of friendships I want. I want ones that give life, that uplift, that are a blessing, that stick closer than a brother, and that the love covers anything that we experience in our friendship. And obviously, these things don't just happen. They, you know, didn't happen for Dave and Jonathan. They're not going to happen for you without you working at it and you continuously putting forth the effort and, you know, diving deep into your relationships with people. But I believe if we do those things, we will find friends and we will be blessed. So, so blessed. I want to end this podcast with a prayer that I read. And I just think it encompasses everything that we've talked about over the last two podcasts. And it's a prayer for friendship. And I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just for me. Like I tell you, like people are always like, 
how did you know I need to hear this? Well, I'm just sharing you with what I'm journeying through, what's been a part of my life and what I'm working on. And um, I just thought this was just a, a neat prayer. I'm going to end the podcast with this. It says, Lord Jesus, thank you for giving me such a vibrant community of friends to do life with. I praise you for the people you have blessed me with, the ones you have come, who have come alongside me to love, encourage, support, and uplift me through all the twists and turns of life. I'm so grateful that I do not have to go through life alone, but that you have shown me examples of your love through my dear friends. I pray that you would be present in my friendships, that you would be drawing us together in deeper community with one another towards greater unity with you. I pray that you would help heal any places of brokenness or discord in my friendships and that you would restore any friendships that have fallen apart. Like your word says in Colossians 3, 12 through 13, may I clothe myself in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. May I be patient with my friends. May I forgive freely like you have forgiven me. May I shine your light in my friendships, giving glory to you and through all that I do, say, and think. Thank you for my friends, Jesus. Thank you for the ways that they build me up and remind me of your goodness and faithfulness. In your name I pray. And everybody said, amen.